So there are just so many different ways in which you can reshape your behaviors when you understand the role that you play in your story and the role that others play in your story and ultimately where you want that story to end. Welcome to the Executive Leadership Podcast. On this episode, we have Anthony Dix Jr. And he is a senior leadership consultant. And we're going to be talking about the topic of leadership as a narrative journey. You're going to enjoy this amazing conversation that Travis and I have with Anthony. And so I hope you enjoy this episode with Anthony Dix Jr. Well, hello, Anthony, and welcome back to the uh, the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us for a couple minutes today. Man, I'm elated to be with both of you guys. I, I consider it an honor and a privilege. So thank you so very much for having me. It's good to good to be with you. So before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of what you do? All right. Well, my name is Anthony A. Dix, Jr. I am the Senior Leadership Consultant for 180 Management Group, which is a boutique management consulting firm that specializes in organizational transformation through operations consulting. Uh, So we help uh, nonprofit organizations uh, overcome their unique leadership and operational challenges so that they can get back to doing what they love the most, and that is changing the world. Well, that's really, that's really cool, Anthony. You know, when we had our pre-call with you, we were discussing kind of what you guys like to, how you guys, you guys like to uh, share leadership. And one of those things Mm -hmm. is you talked about developing a narrative journey and how important that is. Can you kind of unpack that for us? Sure. I, um, my grandmother is turning 90 pretty soon and it's not a surprise, so I can say it on his. So, and and they're planning a a banquet for her. All right. So, ninety years old, not gonna have much of a party, but you're gonna have like she's <laughs> gonna have a banquet. And they wanted me as her oldest grandson to um, be the master of ceremony. So, my cousin is supposed to be introducing me now. Why I need an introduction to my own family, I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> But he he called me and he asked he asked for my bio and um, he did that like a few minutes before we before we came on today, and it got me to thinking about how you know your bio is when you're giving someone a bio is really a biography, mm. which is supposedly a narrative about your accomplishments, but we give them a one pager and it's not necessarily written in narrative form, but it just kind of lists your accomplishments and tells people a little bit about who you are. But the nature of the term biography is, is really a narrative about a person's life. And if you look at anyone's bio or their resume, what you will find is the bio and the resume kind of gives you the highlights to a person's story. It doesn't give you everything. So a career is really an unfolding of a narrative over time. Mm. And what you want to see in your bio or your resume is a consistent ascension. Even though when you may give it to a potential employer or you're giving a keynote or you're speaking and you give them your bio, they know your accomplishments, but they don't know the story behind each of those accomplishments. And that's why I believe that leadership development falls along a narrative arc because we are inherently talking about development and growth. Think about it this way. 
when you know you're watching or binge watching your favorite series, the writers of that series take a lot of time to develop the character. And so much of leadership development is about character development as well. Mm -hmm. So using those terms, but associating them with narrative concepts is extremely helpful when understanding the pace, the possibilities, and some of the pains of developing as a leader. Yeah, so um, what I really like this conversation that we're having on seeing leadership development as a true uh, narrative journey. So mm-hmm. how can viewing leadership development as a narrative journey really help individuals in the, both their not only their professional growth, but also their personal growth? So when, when you think about leadership as, as a narrative, as a story, you really don't have a story with just one character. You, you got the setting, you've got the context, you've got several different players uh, within the story. You got the, the overarching plot and the arc, usually, depending upon what kind of story it is. And I, I would be an advocate for the, the hero's story not being a comedy all the time, not being a tragedy all the time. It's going to have some drama into it, but it should be a story of overcoming. And so you know that at the end of your story is supposed to end better than it began. So a, a leadership journey should, should engender a sense of hope. And when you think about it that way, it gives you an opportunity to, to put people in certain roles, understanding the roles that they play. And that gives you what I call relational dexterity. There's a wonderful book by Donald Miller. It's called Hero on a Mission. And in that book, he gives a clear, concise, and simplistic, um, uh, I guess, synthesis of the different roles in a story. And they are, he gives just about four of them, the hero, the victim, the villain, and the guide. And he posits through that, that if you position yourself in your story as the hero, it gives you better insight as to how to deal with the other characters in your life. And that's one of the things that can be empowering personally and professionally, because we all work with people. Uh, And it also helps us to understand that there are not many villains in the world. And it helps us from wasting energy by trying to rescue all the victims as well. So there are just so many different ways in which you can reshape your behaviors when you understand the role that you play in your story and the role that others play in your story, and ultimately where you want that story to end, where you want that story to end. Uh, Reverse engineering your career, where do I wanna be in five years? Mm. And working backwards. Reverse engineering your personal life. Like how, how do I wanna govern myself for my health, my mental health, my relational health, my financial health? And developing that narrative from there uh, is a great help for people to realize uh, what they want to realize in their life and really get the most, get the most out of it. I mean, I love that because it reminds me of the, uh, the Stephen Covey thing mm-hmm. that, uh, where he talked about the funeral, right? You're, you're attending mm-hmm. the funeral yep. and everybody's yep. kind of thinking about the person who passed away. Oh, by the way, it's you. Yeah. What would you like to be said about you? What would you like to have accomplished? Exactly. And then let's now work backwards from that to where you yep. are now. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, I I love this idea of the narrative journey. Can you give us some examples of how this has affected you personally and how that's kind of how that's all come together? I get the opportunity to come alongside some of the best leaders in in the world, either through a leadership consultation or leadership coaching. And 
Many of them come to me because they are stuck, feel like they may be stuck either in their life or their career, or they may have some challenges that they are facing and they are at their wits end. They know they they have reached their end intellectually with, with kind of addressing it. And they want to they wanna learn a path forward. And I have watched people over the length of a coaching or consulting engagement transform. It is really, really amazing. People who have came to you lacking confidence, but they leave the engagement fully confident. They may have come to you at one level of management, uh, not thinking about being promoted. And by the time the engagement ends, they are being promoted and embracing who they can be as a better leader. I've had people who've uh, had the opportunity to coach, uh, give me story after story about how something that was said during the coaching engagement, something that was done during the coaching engagement, something that they took away from it, really became almost like a superpower for them that they employed in order to become the hero of their own story and embrace a better them and a better future that was not possible before before our chance encountered. So watching their story of transformation and giving space for them to evolve, it's almost like, Travis, it's, it's almost like watching the pages of someone's life be turned, mm. right? And being a part of their process of going from one chapter in their life to another is just, I mean, it's intoxicating, it's amazing. It's, it really, really is. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of a lot of that has to do with believing in oneself. Mm -hmm. um, it also has a lot to do with mindset, because yeah. I think when we're talking about this narrative journey, um, oftentimes what I've seen and heard people do is, I came from here, so I cannot go there. Right, and mm -hmm. um, that almost people almost limit themselves. Like I will never get there because mm -hmm. of where I came from. Mm -hmm. Yep. That happens. That happens a lot. People kind of discount their dis destiny because of their history. Uh, they look at their resume or their bio and they see the resume, the bio, and they don't think they're qualified to do certain things, go certain places or acquire certain, certain, uh, certain accolades. And that could be the farthest from the truth. Uh, one of the things about a story is that there's always potential on the next page. There's always potential on the next page. Like it, it is being written. It has not all been written. And so as you're living, as you are working, you are watching and participating in the unfolding of your story and the decisions you make can kind of determine what goes on the next page or not. And so making that mindset shift, moving away from what's been passed to what's possible, and more importantly, not making the, the next predicated on the now is 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 really a tough task for people as they're involved in their narrative development that's why it requires someone else to come alongside them to share with them i know your past but this is still possible i know what's happened in your history but this is still yet possible to help those heroic leaders get over the hump of imposter syndrome lacks of lack of confidence lack of courage and feelings of inadequacy to really push in what's possible for them so they can be the best them ever. You know, for a lot of leaders um, and develop people who want to be developed as leaders, they often can point to things in their past, maybe mistakes they've made, mm -hmm. um, 
maybe it was character failures, uh, you know, all sorts of different things. Um, and and what we we teach here, at, you know, TC Advisory is very similar to I'm sure how you teach. You know, is that we want to embrace those things because those are mm-hmm. part of your story. It's part of exactly. your development. Exactly. How do you how do you encourage people to you know what good and bad embrace that part of that part of your story as part of your development? Yeah, that because the alternative is just so damaging, right? Uh, if if I had some hardship, if I made a mistake, and the best me that could ever be was yesterday. Mm. Then the point of that I mean today is kind of almost pointless. Like you, you, it's there's no hope there. The hope is in what's next. The hope is in the possibility. And even in the context of failure, whether it be a character failure, whether it be a career failure, relational failure, if you're still breathing, you have the possibility to learn from it and continue to grow from it. Just enjoy the parts of your story you can but you've always got room to make adjustments. I, I think about it, I, I never get, I was having a conversation with another leader and you know, when leaders get together, we always got illustrations and analogies. So, <laughs> so he was talking about how, when you get to a certain place in leadership is almost like being on a plane. When you're in a plane, you're up so high that if something goes wrong at 30,000 feet, you've got 30,000 feet left to make an adjustment. And so sometimes people uh, don't necessarily take off in their careers because they haven't given themselves enough space to understand, you know, I can still I can still make an adjustment. It's not about flying the perfect path. It's about making sure you stay in the air long enough that you don't crash, because uh, if you do have something that happens while you're in the cockpit, while you're on the plane, you still got enough space to make adjustments. And heroes have to be heroic leaders have to be given the perspective to say, what happened in your past happened. How did you learn from it? What did you learn from it? Those are the things that move you to the next page. Because one of the dangerous things for any leader is to get stuck in between chapters. That's just not healthy. You need someone or someones to come alongside you and push you into the next chapter to tell you that there's still more possible for you. You still got time to make the adjustments. Please don't make the same mistake. But in order to not make that mistake, let's see what we can learn from it. Because the lesson is where the gold is. Uh, To avoid failure or to avoid hardship is to avoid paying the price for really learning how to develop as a leader. Because you don't get into leadership perfect. You don't know it all. So you got to learn it all. Yeah, you you touched on something good there, Anthony, is uh, having the right people around you to to help you embrace your uh, unique that leadership narrative is mm-hmm. um, really having those that can encourage you, continue to support you, and those yep. that don't, you know, they they really got to get off the boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, in story, they like uh, who is it? Chris Vogler uh, or or Joseph Campbell? I know Donald Miller calls it the guy. Joseph Campbell calls it the supernatural aid, and uh, I think Chris Vogler just talks about the mentor. But in that story theory, the supernatural aid is someone who comes alongside to kind of help the hero. And they come in different shapes and sizes. So if you watch movies or you read stories, not all of those guiding people, those those guiding sources uh, are always nice uh, or always affirming. There's sometimes where the hero needs to be challenged 
Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes where the hero needs to be told, man, get up off your butt. Let's go do something. Stop sitting there soaking. Mm-hmm. Right. But there are other times where they do need to be encouraged. They do need some uh, affirmation. And so that gives space for all different kinds of people in your life who are really going to push you towards your purpose, uh, push you towards the possibility of who you can be as a person. And if a person is not playing that role to be a source of encouragement or someone who can hold you accountable, someone who can give you the skill sets, whether it be through training uh, or some type of certification, if they can't push you forward to the future, then you know they're probably not a guiding source in your life and you can put them in a category where you know how to deal with them because they're not there to guide. They may be there to do to do something else. Well, we hope you're enjoying this podcast episode and interview with Anthony Dix Jr. I wanted to take a quick moment to pause and let you know about an offering that we have called the DISC Assessment. And what this is, is it really helps you understand your style and personality. And doing this as a team definitely helps elevate your team uh, and also has some impact on sales and customer service. And so we go through a variety of workshops to take you through what the DISC assessment, but not just go taking the DISC assessment, but unpacking that together as a team with your team so you better Uh, understand your team members and those that work with you. And so here's a clip from Travis on a previous episode as we talk about the DISC assessment. You know, during the training, we'll talk about what, how, how do we interact on in a sales environment between with the differences between the different types of personalities? How do we, how do we interact in a customer service environment based on the, the personality of the person that we are serving? All those things come into a factor and all those things are part of what we do here at the TC Advisor Group and how we uh, and, and how we package this product and how we want to serve your team it is simply by being able to put a resource in your hand that will very quickly allow you to assess your team, see where their strengths and weaknesses are, and then be able and then allow us to come in and coach and train your team. Uh, in the areas of weakness and, and and ultimately help you build a stronger stronger team that communicates well, that has good that has a good understanding of where the strength where the strengths are and their weaknesses are, and and that overall you know that that doesn't have the drama and doesn't have all the issues that often come with other organizations. So if you're interested in learning more about the DISC assessment and how you can leverage some of TC Advisor Group's services to help not only empower your team, but empower your organization and take your team to the next level. You can go to our website, tcadvisorygroup.com, and you can find out more and learn more about our offerings and also schedule a discovery call with us. And we can uh, have a conversation and chat more about uh, what we're talking about here. Or you can also send us an email at info at tcadvisorygroup.com. Now, I hope you're enjoying this episode, and we're going to go back to the interview with Anthony Dix Jr. You know, one of the one of the things I think that the value in embracing kind of your leadership narrative is is in embracing all of it is the most important part of it, not just mm-hmm. the positives. Is mm-hmm. we look at successful leaders, we look at people we that we admire, and we're always impressed by all the accolades and things right. and things they've accomplished. Right. But the true value comes when they begin to talk about the failures and the things that they had to go through and mm-hmm. the 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 value that's brought from saying, you know, talking to a leader who's 10 years behind you and saying, 
hey, what you're going through right now, I went through the exact same exactly. problem. Exactly. You know, you know, the encouragement that can happen there. Exactly. There's a lot of value there. You know, yep. how does that how does that play into this whole navigating, you know, navigating and, and helping understand the narrative? Well, sharing stories. If you read there's stories within a story. So when you get a chance to hear somebody else's story rehearsed, it inspires you to continue to aspire to do what you you believe that you are supposed to be doing. So when you hear another leader um, who is someone that you admire and has accomplished great things, when they bring you into their story and they make the, the connection by saying, a part of my story looks like a part of your story, especially when it comes to hardship. If you hear that, you, it, makes, it, it makes you just get more courage and emboldened to say, mm -hmm. if they overcame it and they went through something similar, then I can overcome it. I, can, I still have something to aspire to. And the storytelling, uh, not just story making, but storytelling and hearing those stories are important. Often and too often, you know, our bios and resumes don't tell the whole story, right? Yeah. Like they tell what happened. They tell the, the end result, supposedly. And bios and resumes are supposed to be inherently positive. But if you talk to the person who has the bio or who, who made the resume, when they see I graduated from this school and this year, they can tell you about all of the things that went into getting that degree, how, you know, I, I didn't do as well in physics as I would have liked to have done, or I, I had a hardship and my parent got sick. I had to go, go away from school for a semester. They eventually graduated, but that degree has within it like a million stories that they could tell to inspire someone else who's looking for a degree or inspire someone else who's looking for a business. Just imagine, just think about how much intrigue we have in business leaders when we know their bio. But when they write a book, we're all into it. Like, I want to know how this particular leader navigated through these particular challenges. Like, what did he do? Because I'm facing something similar. That, that's the power of understanding leadership development as a narrative journey, not just in the making of your story, but connecting with other stories to see how your story can flourish as well. Yeah, and that's so true. Learning from other people's stories and other people's struggles, obstacles, challenges, mm -hmm. mistakes, and and that could be through the people that surround you. That could be through books, through podcasts, yep. through yep. whatever means where where people share that, and then you you can learn from that as well. Mm -hmm. Definitely, sharing a story is is done to inspire. Like you can't inform, warn. Like you don't want to do it this way. But listening to those stories can be a strong source of inspiration because that's a lot of times what many leaders need. They, they spend a lot of time giving inspiration to those who follow them, but they also need to posture themselves and put themselves in positions where they can receive in, inspiration as well. And rehearsing inspirational stories help to keep leaders encouraged enough to go out there and do what leaders do. And that's approach and accomplish the impossible. Great, great point. And they, we need more, more stories being told uh, just as much as we need stories being made. Yeah, because I, I truly think in today's world, people are looking for to that get rich quick or get successful mm -hmm. real quick, going through the mm -hmm. shortcuts and uh, not realizing that, you know, all these other like popular, famous leaders that we see out there, you know, they've gone through it all. And yeah. um, 
knowing that you're going to have to go through it in order to to um for success yeah it's just almost like a i'm thinking about how social media can sometimes present a false narrative because they're their apparatus on social media to call stories and those little clips that's that's not a story that's a trailer right (laughs) that's that's not a story that's a trailer and a trailer is supposed to entice you to want to understand the entirety of the story and i've seen few social media influencers who really go into some of the struggles that they had to endure while becoming the great content creators that they are those types of things help give people the proper perspective perspective and i'm glad you brought that point up uh, cameron because there are so many types of narratives of leadership development that there are some that are false narratives where they give a perception that you can do this and this will happen to you just that quick. When, if you dug a little bit more in their story, they were wrestling with some other things at the same time, or they had some other favorable things going on that that led to it exploding relatively quickly, or they could have just been a unicorn. And it just happened for them and it can happen for everybody. Yeah. So learning to decipher those narratives um, is really, really helpful. And if people aren't being transparent, then maybe they're purporting a false narrative that is not going to help inspire you to be who you are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It's interesting you say that because when you, if you just read about any successful entrepreneurs and the, what they've done, almost every one of them you'll you'll read about will will have had four or five, six, seven failed businesses before yep. finally one of them finally really launched out well or they had mm-hmm. to re repurpose the, the business multiple times before it mm-hmm. really was successful. And we're looking at a, a a final product. Right. You know, we're looking at people who are at that moment when they're polished on stage, mm-hmm. not 20 years ago when they were, you know, no one would listen to what they had to say. There was exactly. no, nobody would value what they had to say. Um, you know, just continuing on this, this journey of the narrative journey. Um, what are some of the encounters that you've had that maybe are the obstacles, the challenges, you know, helping people navigate? I mean, that's why you're there, right? You're, you're right. helping get around those, those challenges, but what are some of the major ones you're seeing? Some of the major challenges is really uh, personality differences. Mm. Um, Leaders have to work with people. People in general are great. But there are some people who are a little bit more difficult to work with than others. And trying to learn how to change. So in Travis, in your story, you are the hero. But that's not the role you play in somebody else's story. Very true. And so if you can't uh, shift in the narrative to understand that for this particular employee or for this particular person that I have responsibility for, they don't need me to be a hero. Maybe they need me to be a guide. Maybe they need me to be a mentor. Maybe they need me to be a guiding source for them. How do I equip them? It um, it can be challenging to get over that hump uh, because people want to be their own hero and they should. And in many instances, the largest barrier 
that I've seen is really dealing with those personality differences and helping people to see the manifold aspects of their personality, that you're not just all one way. And because you're dealing with another person, you can't be the same way with that person as you are with other persons. Of course, you have times where you're dealing with financial crisis or you're dealing with uh, some type of budgetary crisis, some structural crisis, uh, something going on in the facility or something like that, politics. But at the end of the day, all of those things boil down to how do I deal with people? And often I find that if you can learn how you deal with you, it makes it easier to develop strategies for how to deal with them. That, that's really good. Um, so as, as we kind of come to a close here, uh, Anthony, um, what advice would you give to someone who is just starting their leadership development journey and wants to truly approach it as a, as a narrative? That's a good question. It's a very good question. Um, one, and I think I've shared this before, don't get stuck between chapters, mm. right? If you failed in the last chapter, the best thing you can do is turn the page. Just move forward. Don't get stuck in between chapters because you never get to experience the success of the next chapter if you stay stuck in the failure of the last chapter. Like there are more chapters to your story than just the one chapter of failure, whether that be a failed business, whether that be a failed initiative, whether that be a failed relationship in whatever area, whatever area you may have failed in, turn the page. Don't get stuck in between chapters. The second thing I would say is embrace the plot twist and let the story unfold, right? Embrace the plot twist and let the story unfold. I have had the opportunity to do some writing, right? I've, I've written, I've written, you know, some content, written a book and, in that writing process, I found that you can sit down to write one thing, but by the time you get up, what you intended to write is not on the page. In fact, what's on the page is better than what you intended. So in the midst of all of the reverse engineering, because some people, they use the obituary and they reverse engineer off of what you want people to say about you at your funeral. That's Stephen Covey. And also uh, Donald Miller does that. And I think there's, a, a, I can't remember the psychologist that kind of kind of brought that up. It's not off the top of my tongue right now, but you could do it that way. But in the midst of all of the reverse engineering, leave space for your story to end better than you intended. Mm. That's important. Leave space in your story to end better than you intended. That layoff could lead to something that's better than you intended. That adversity, that hardship could lead to something that's better than you intended. So embrace the plot twist because your story could end better than you intended it. Yeah, I like what you said there earlier is like your potential. Was it your potentials on the next page? Yes, there's yeah. always potential on the next page. Yeah. Get out of the past, go to the potential. It's, it's there. It's there. That sounds like a book title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we wrap up, as we wrap up, you know, can you can you share with our audience how people more people can connect with you and what you're doing and 
what your organization's doing and uh, social media and all that good stuff. Cool. Well, if you want to connect with me, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Just go to LinkedIn and uh, look for Anthony Dix Jr. Anthony Dix Jr. I think that's how my name is spelled on that. Anthony A. Dix Jr. is fine. Or you can just go to our webpage at 180managementgroup.com. That is 180managementgroup.com. I'd love the opportunity to connect with you, possibly uh, engage you as a coach or a consultant. And uh, once this, this episode is ready, it would also be on our media page too. So um, at 180 management group backslash media. So please connect, connect with me there. It'll be a pleasure to meet you. Excellent. As we wrap up, we have a couple of fun questions we like to ask. Let's go. Just to, yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Um, the first one's not so fun, but it's definitely important is uh, okay. what have you read? What have you read recently that uh, you suggest others to read? And what have I read recently? I wish I could uh, show you, you know, the rest <laughs> of the books that I have out here. What has been most impactful to me lately of all the books that I've read? Oh, man. <laughs> There's a book. I think it's by Tim Elmore. I think his name is called The Eight Paradoxes of Great Leadership. Mm. That book? That's a good oh, one. Yeah, that, that's a good one. That's, that's a good one. It really deals with the tension of great leadership. Um, how to be visible and yet invisible, how to be charismatic, but also a little a bit of, intro. I mean, it's, it's all there. It's all there. Mm. Uh, so that's, that's a great read. That's Good a book. great read. Good book. All right. So here's a fun one. Dead or alive, who would you like to have lunch with? Dead or alive, who would I like to have lunch with? Man, that's an excellent question. Cause you know, I'm, I'm an introvert, so I don't really want to have lunch with anybody, but, um, <laughs> okay. I, I would really like to sit down and have lunch with a biblical character just because they lived in some interesting times and the biblical character that I would have liked to have lunch with is Paul. Just uh, yeah. sit down and talk to people. Like, how do you go from murdering people to to leading them? Like, that's a, that's a great story. Like, how did you how did you do that? And what was it like talking to all of these kings and emperors and all the rest of that stuff? Like, that was an interesting time. But in a more modern time, I would if he's listening, I'm open. I leave my schedule open for you. I'd love to sit down and talk to Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good yeah. One. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just you mentioned Paul talk, talking about Paul. Though, that's a that's a leadership narrative. Yes, man. <laughs> <laughs> and embracing the good and the bad, right? And then the conflict of like the end of his story is still kind of up in the air because in in one book of the Bible he's alive, but in in history they say he was martyred. But it, so it's that that is just it's a it's a lot there that I'd love to investigate with him. And then of yeah. course Michael Jordan just. His evolution as a leader in a competitive space, like you competed, you punched a man in the eye, i.e. Mm -hmm. Steve Kerr, and they still followed you. Like that's not kosher in, the corpor in corporate America. <laughs> like you can't, mm -hmm. how, how did you get away with that and still win and are still kind of revered as the GOAT? I would love to have a conversation with him. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. What What other question you got? And, and, you got and, and then, and then our last one would be, what's a bucket list item for for Anthony? A bucket, a bucket list, list item. I want to go to either Italy or Paris and get some custom made shoes. That's, what kind of shoes? That's, what kind some of dress, shoes are they? Some dress, some dress shoes, like because you okay. got like some very expensive brands over there, and uh, to just to watch the cobbler do what they do, like I've you know I've I've never I've never experienced that. I want to like most shoes you get you just go to the store you buy and you say what your size is, but to know like to have a shoe where you know this left shoe is larger than the right shoe, but the person looking at it can't necessarily tell because they were cut to my, that, that just, that kind of stuff. That would be a bucket list. I wouldn't go to Italy or Paris to eat. I go, I go for some shoes. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's a very unique answer. Well, Anthony, thank you so much for uh, taking some time with us today. I appreciate both of you guys giving me the opportunity to share on this wonderful platform with your wonderful audience. You two are great hosts, so thank you. Thank you so very much for having me. Well, thank you. We look forward to connecting again in the future. Cool. No doubt. I'd love it. Thanks. Bye. Peace. Well, we thank you so much for tuning in to the Executive Leadership Podcast. I hope this interview and conversation talking about leadership as a narrative journey with Anthony Dix Jr. was very valuable to you in your leadership journey wherever you are at. And if you want to connect with Anthony and find out more about some of the things that they do, um, you can find those links in the podcast description on whichever platform you're listening on. So feel free, you know, subscribe, give a rating, uh, give a review on whichever platform you're listening on. Um, do the Q&A if you're on listening on Spotify and also share this with someone that you might think that would see some value in getting this leadership content into their hands. Um, we are launching a YouTube channel soon, so we'll have some video content in addition to the audio. I know many of our listeners, our growing following have been asking for videos. Um, and then as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, if you want to connect with us, you want to, uh, learn more about some of our TC advisor groups, the leadership services that we offer and some of our offerings and how we can help. Um, whether it's on an individual level, you need some help, you need some help with your team or department, or you need some help on an organizational level, whether it's an executive team, um, we have the solutions for you. And so we are here to help you in any capacity that you need in terms of leadership. So if you want to reach out to us, you can go to website tcadvisorgroup.com. Uh, the link is in the podcast description. You can schedule a discovery call or send us an email, info at tcadvisorygroup.com. We are here to help you in your leadership journey, wherever you're at, whether you're an aspiring leader, you're a current leader, a new leader, or well-seasoned leader or professional. Um, we hope that we're adding value through this podcast. You can check out our other podcasts, the Leadership Download Podcast, and um, you can also go to our website, find out more about who we are and our DNA, and um, would love to... Uh, connect with you and we hope that you are enjoying this podcast thank you again for your support thank you for tuning in and we will catch you on the next episode of the leadership download podcast thank you